Hello, everybody, and welcome to Share Your Sparkle. I'm your host, Dr. Darlene Berrios, and I want to thank you for joining me today. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas, everyone. So if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. Um, I have some readings, a story, and then a message to wrap things up for today. Um, So enjoy. If you haven't already noticed, I am a big fan of The Sacred Yes by Reverend Deborah L. Johnson, Letters from the Infinite. So The Sacred Yes by Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. You can find it in uh, the audible version. And if you do, it's not the complete text, but it's great because you hear her voice reading it um, and the way that she describes uh, these Um, letters are that it's like she sits at her computer or wherever she does her writing and the messages um, from God or the divine just come to her so it's almost like God is talking to her and then she just types these messages out so the sacred yes by Reverend Deborah L. Johnson I'm gonna read a text but before I read the text I'll explain um, when I read this text to my family over the summer, my little brother, little, I mean younger brother, <laughs> came over with his family and their three kids and their Great Dane and Cece, who was supposed to be a Great Dane but wasn't a Great Dane. And um, they were here for two weeks. And one Sunday, we had what I called a holy gathering. I said, let's just meet one afternoon so we did I mean everybody came to um, this spot in my parents house that has the Virgin Mary and around it are these um, Rosa Sharon trees and it kind of just almost fans her in the back with those in addition to some rose um, bushes and some other flowers Um, she sits on this I believe it's called red slate these rocks that are found in the area in New England um, that when my parents built the house we just kind of put together and and placed her on top of there and she's about uh, 15 feet from where Choco's buried Um, so it's a nice beautiful little space and overlooking um, when you face her the virgin statue and the plants and everything. In the back, there's an open field where the ponies are and it stretches back about 15, 20 acres. So it was Sunday evening, I believe it was six o'clock. I said, let's have a holy gathering. And my brother, his wife, the kids, and my niece was there, my mom and the dogs. I mean, that's how a holy gathering should be. It should be everybody. Everybody should be welcome even animals so I had a fun like um, tropical shirt on because if you are leading some sort of holy gathering you should have a fun shirt or fun socks on and I did Um, and my homily included this reading from the sacred yes so it's chapter 8 divine flow You are hearing my voice, my child, and are understanding that it is my voice that you are hearing. I speak to you always, all of you. However, there is a tendency upon the part of much of humanity, especially from westernized civilizations, 
to credit themselves as the source of the wisdom, the understanding, or clarity that in fact comes from me. Sometimes it is referred to as intuition, other times as an inner knowing. Some people refer to it as a hunch, others as a little voice. It matters not what they call it. Most of the time, it is my speaking to them. Many people get confused about this because when I speak to them, my voice sounds like their own. So um, my first episode, I talked about, and that's, sorry, The Sacred Yes by Reverend Deborah L. Johnson. I talked about, you know, our holy Wi-Fi. And I think that's another um, label that you can call this. But some of the things that come to us, which happen like in our minds, in our own voices, um, are pieces of, you know, the divine or this holy Wi-Fi that we carry with us. It was great because then that led to me talking about a license plate. Yes, a license plate. And I'm going to talk more about um, what I do in terms of like what I call my spiritual care wash. <laughs> but um, in that holy gathering with my family, I was talking about this license plate that I saw on June 9th, 2020. And it said BK space O N I T. So BK space O N I T. And I was breaking my neck because I'm at an intersection stop and I see something and I'm like, wait a second, what does that say? I need to know what that says. And then I got the letters in my head and I was so confused because I had no clue what that meant. I was like, Burger King on it? What does this mean? BK on it? Bakken on it? Took me about five to ten minutes trying to process what that meant. And the message I got was that that was beckon it. BK space O N I T. Beckon it. And at the time, that spoke to me for me to beckon my spirit, right? So for me to kind of call on what I called or told. the kids so that they could understand it Um, and maybe you remember this when you were younger the wonder twins I don't know if you remember this but the wonder twins were twins that could like change anything and they'd be like wonder twins activate was like a cartoon and they would change into the form of an eagle because they need to be an eagle to get out of whatever situation so I told them you have this wonder twin and you should call on it you should activate it like wonder twin activate and that's just you calling on your spirit um and it was wonderful I think that you know at the end we ended with a chant like wonder twin activate and I had them whisper it but then I had them yell it um and each kid then went around sharing something a story they had um and then in the background there was actually lightning flashing we were safe I mean it was off in the distance but it seemed pretty magical Um, And it was nice to have that experience. So that holy gathering from the summer and, you know, me talking about us listening to our holy Wi-Fi and even, you know, um, as like a Wonder Twin calling on it, like Wonder Twin activate um, was a beautiful message. And I hope they carry that with them today. So um, towards the end of their trip, it was one evening where I went to 
the um, area where the, the Virgin Mary is and um, it was getting dark out and I said I told my niece I'm like oh come with me she's she's the same young girl who sat with me on the porch and watched um, the stars and saw her first shooting star I don't know if you remember that and then she wished for her tooth to came out to come out and it did <laughs> so it's that same young girl she's in first grade I said come on come with me so we go and well, I mean when we went um, I lit a candle and I said, because we, there's some candles right in front of the, the statue, and I said, do you want to say a prayer? And she said, Titi Jaji, I don't know how to pray because I don't have a God sit in my backyard. And immediately, immediately I said, Olivia, you are a God sit. And I don't even know where that came from because it was like instantaneous. I said, Olivia, you are a godsend. And how true is that? Remember, for me, what's changing is that there's not some necessarily person on a cloud, you know, coming to save the day, that it's this power within us, this divine spark that we have, this sparkle within us that guides us. And... I wish I was that smart all the time, honestly. <laughs> you are a God sit. So that's my holiday message for you. You are a God sit. And even though you can't sit with your family and friends like you have in the past, recognize that wherever you are, that it's holy. So Merry Christmas. I'm going to leave you with a story from... Um, Anatomy of the Spirit, The Seven Stages of Power and Healing by Carolyn Meese. I think that's how you say her last name. Anatomy of the Spirit, The Seven Stages of Power and Healing by Carolyn Meese. And it starts, it's a story. Um, It says, David was a Navajo Indian who grew up on a reservation during the 1920s and 1930s. By the time he was 11, he was an alcoholic. He left the reservation in his mid-teens, wandered, er, wandered around for a few months, then got a job on a merchant marine ship. He was only 15, but passed himself off as 16. On board ship, he became friends with a young German and another young Native American. Together, they traveled to ports of call throughout the Pacific Ocean. As a hobby, David took up sketching. One subject that he sketched was the bunkers that the Japanese were building on the various islands in the South Seas. The year was 1941. David's bunker drawings eventually fell into the hands of the American military. When he was drafted into military service, he assumed that he would continue his work as an artist. Instead, he became a part of a secret operation against the Nazis. The army had enlisted Navajo and other Native Americans for a spy network. The operatives were sent behind enemy lines and transmitted information back to the main base of military operations in Europe. Because all radio transmissions could be intercepted, Native American languages were used to guarantee that a message picked up could not be interpreted. I'll hold my commentary on that one. While David was behind enemy lines, he was caught by a group of Nazi soldiers. The Nazis tortured him tortured him by, among other things, nailing his feet to the floor 
and then forcing him to stand for days in that condition. After surviving that horror, David was sent to an extermination camp because he was, quote-unquote, of a lesser race. While he was being shoved into a train car, he felt a rifle push him in the ribs, ordering him to move faster. He turned to face the Nazi soldier. It was the German fellow David had befriended on board the merchant marine ship. David's German friend made arrangements for David to be transferred to a prisoner of war camp, where he spent the remaining years of the war. When the camps were liberated, American soldiers found David unconscious and dying. Transported to the United States, David spent two and a half years in a coma in a military hospital in Battle Creek, Michigan. When he finally came out of the coma, his body was so weakened from his prison camp experiences that he could not walk. He was fitted for heavy leg braces and using crutches, he could drag himself short distances. David made up his mind to return to his reservation, say a last goodbye to his people, then enter a veteran's hospital and stay there for the rest of his life. When he arrived at the reservation, his family and friends were horrified at what had become of him. They gathered together and held counsel to figure out how to help him. After the council meeting, the elders approached David, yanked the braces off his legs, tied a rope around his waist, and threw him into deep water. David, call your spirit back, they commanded. Your spirit is no longer in your body. If you can't call your spirit back, we will let you go. No one can live without his spirit. Your spirit is your power. Calling his spirit back, David told me, was the most difficult task he ever had to undertake. It was more difficult than enduring having my feet nailed to the floor. I saw the faces of those Nazi, Nazi soldiers. I lived through all those months in the prison camp. I knew that I had to release my anger and hatred. I could only keep myself from drowning. I could barely keep myself from drowning, but I prayed to let the anger out of my body. That's all I prayed, and my prayers were answered. David recovered the full use of his legs and went on to become a shaman, a Christian minister, and a healer. He also returned to his drawing and earned a reputation as a highly talented artist. David Chitali Paladin radiated a quality of power that felt like grace itself. Having survived a confrontation with the dark, the darkest side of power, he transcend, transcended that darkness and spent the rest of his life healing and inspiring, inspiring people to call back their power from experiences that drain the life forces from their bodies. Anatomy of the Spirit, The Seven Stages of Power and Healing, Carolyn Meese. So people, my message to you, I know some of you out there have heard whisperings or maybe even loud, loud pangs within you and you need to call your spirit back. It's time to do it. Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, remember what I said, accept your sparkle, surrender to it, and allow it to be so. Until then, keep shining! <laughs>